welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome, my friends. Silwan here, another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. I am back from New York City where I had an amazing day training the New York Police Department at their magnificent Queens Training Center. And by magnificent, I mean magnificent. Place costs like a billion dollars to build. It was finished probably about four or five years ago. Just, just amazing. I mean, they have floors that look like whole city streets from New York. I mean, we're in this big auditorium, holds about a thousand people. It's just an incredible time. Not quite what I expected. You know, I got to admit, being a Midwesterner, going to New York City, the big city, all the things you hear about in New York, police department there, things like that, I was a little guarded about what to expect. But let me tell you, it was one of the warmest crowds of officers I've ever had the honor to talk to. Just incredibly diverse backgrounds, interesting people. And everybody in that hall motivated to help their fellow officers and families live awesome lives. And in a department like New York City's, which itself is like a city, I think there's like 35,000 NYPD officers. I mean, you got all kinds of people, all kinds of jobs, psychologists, family service workers, Vice detectives, narcotics officers, patrol officers, subway officers, housing officers, you name it. And all of them there motivated to help their fellow officers and their families. Now, in the time I was there in between breaks, lunch, driving to the facility, going to my airport, catch my plane. Afterwards, I got to meet a lot of the men and women that were there and work for the NYPD. And I just wanted to share a few things that, that really st- stuck out, that impressed me about them. One, their frankness and honesty. You know, I think almost to survive in a big city like that, in a job like that, you got to have an ability to kind of cut through the BS or you'd kind of go crazy. <laughs> Although I think I would go crazy anyway. But I just love the frankness and the honesty from these people. You'd ask them a question, they'd give you a direct answer. They asked you a question, it was a direct question. There was no beating around the bush. And you really just had a feeling that you, you, you could take somebody at their word on where they stood about things. And it was so refreshing in a world where people tend to talk around things or try to be polite. I didn't see much of that in New York, and I loved it. Two, they are proud of their community. They are proud of their borough, whatever borough they're from in New York. They're proud of where they grew up. They'll tell you all about it, and they won't stop. And obviously, people come from out of town, and you're in a place like New York. They probably get tons of questions. And there was no sign that they grow tired of talking about their city. And when you're proud about your community, like I say at the end of every Pilgrim's Odyssey, you know, what's important? Family, faith, community. Man, they're proud of their community. And I, and I think that that pride kind of brings a depth of character that you saw in most of the ones that I talked to. You know, you could tell talking to them that, that their lives, their interests were way beyond just, I'm a cop. 
Most of them that I met had grown up there. Most of them had family there. A lot of them had family members that were in law enforcement. I could tell you where to go eat. I mean, it was really cool just speaking about the diversity of that area. At one point the night before, I just Googled like restaurant and within walking distance from where I was staying and just, you know, in Queens, which is not necessarily the nicest part of New York. And I was in a part of Queens that's very residential. I mean, within walking distance, there was like a Venezuelan restaurant and a Colombian restaurant and an Italian restaurant and a Czechoslovakian restaurant. I mean, it's unbelievable. And that is where they grew up, and that's where their families are. And you met people from all over the world who work for the department. It was an amazing thing. And then the last thing that really impressed me about them is how thankful and grateful they were that we were there. How thankful and grateful they were for the training they had had the two days prior. How thankful and grateful they were for the training that I did that day how eager they were to have us back to help them. It's an amazing thing. You know, sometimes you look at people that seem to be kind of at the top of the hill. I mean, the NYPD, those those are the ones they make movies about, they make TV shows about, hear all kinds of stories about. And there was was no air. You know, there was no air about them. It it was pure. From the ones I met, and and again, it's a big department. I'm sure you might have had different experiences, but in my experience, it was an air of humility of thankfulness, of gratefulness. All of those things we can all learn from. Be frank, be honest, don't beat around the bush. Say what needs said. Be proud of your community. If you're not, make it a community you're proud of. Family and your roots are important. Your family, your friends, a sense of continuity with where you are. To the day you die, grow your character, grow your interests. Meet people, read, travel. The world is an amazing place. When you go to places like New York, a place that on the surface completely different from Indiana, politically, geographically, all kinds of differences. But when you talk to those people, you realize just how much we are connected. Just how similar we are. Probably my favorite moment for the whole trip is I was being driven back to the airport at the end of the day and the officer who was driving me there was just sharing some of her experiences and one of those as a young officer many years ago was 9-11 you know 9-11 you hear about in the news all the time obviously because of that we went to two wars but it's not often you really get to meet somebody who is there and, and hear the experience and the weight of it. And she talked about being in her car on a bridge and looking up and seeing an airplane hit one of the towers. Not knowing what was that, calling her dad or dad telling her on the phone what was happening as he was watching on TV. Her in that moment, all the emotions going through her head, is a plane gonna hit this bridge? The fear of that, knowing as a police officer she was going to be called into duty, most New York City cops work the next week or so straight, 24 hours. Being stuck in traffic, not being able to move, seeing the smoke billowing down the street, knowing 
when that tower fell that she had friends there. She told me about one that they never found him. There were literally people when those towers fell that were atomized. That where they were, the force of the collapse, the force of the explosion, the heat, there was nothing left. They were atoms. No physical sign that they ever existed. And as she told me of that day and her feelings and what she saw, you could look in her eyes and you could tell that she's got moments, many moments, that she thinks about it and it's as if it was yesterday. And we all kind of have those moments, don't we? Those things in our lives that changed us. And maybe we were okay afterwards. Maybe we weren't okay. Maybe we eventually recovered. Maybe we look back at it now and see it as a blessing. Who knows? But we all have those days that we can close our eyes and look back and it as if it was yesterday. And although I was obviously not there at 9-11 and I was not impacted by it the way anybody who would have been there was impacted by it, in a weird way, I felt closer to her. I felt closer to those who were there. I had a much greater understanding of what it meant to them and how it impacted them, how it traumatized them, how it changed their lives. And then we talked. And I had a good friend. I had a good friend. I had somebody next time I'm back in New York. Probably give him, give him a shout, say, take me downtown, show me the sights that only the NYPD can show you. It's always good to have friends in places like that who are cops. Let me tell you, my friends, you, you want to know the interesting sights? You want to go to the places that no one thinks to go to? You, you just ask a law, local law enforcement officer and they will take you to the cool places. I promise you that. So thank you, NYPD, for an incredible visit. Thank you, New York City, for your diversity, your incredible people, your sense of place, your depth, your restaurants. Thank you for recovering from the hits you took on 9-11, because to us, it's just a story, almost like a fairy tale. But it, to you, something that you lived, something that you saw, something that killed your friends, something that killed some of the best people on the planet. And as she was telling me that, and she was describing what it was like to be on the bridge and see the tower get hit, and in her mind to begin to ponder the implications of what had just happened, my mind really honed in on the men and women that day, that as the towers were on fire and people were pouring out into the streets to escape, they put on their gear they put on their helmets, and they went into that building. The same type of men and women that I met the last couple of days. People from there, people with families, kids, moms and dads who'd done the same thing as them, who loved where they lived, who loved the restaurants and the diversity and the sense of place and the magnificence that is New York City. And they overcame their fears because they knew that's what they signed up to do. They knew that's what they did, and that's what makes them different. That's what makes them the best of us. If you're like me, you probably don't do this enough. But I want you to remember that no matter where they are, no matter where they work, the men and women that serve us in our communities are made of the same stuff. And if the same type of horrible thing was happening in your community, they would be there. 
they would be the first ones to go in the direction that others are running from. Give thanks to them today. Bring them something on Christmas. Invite them to your house. You know, I was in Pittsburgh once speaking, and this was to a health department. It was all medical people, people from a hospital, nurses. And she told me how her and her husband once were out, I think it was like a Christmas, and they saw a police officer on duty. And it dawned on them. And that police officer's on duty working, and their family is at home Christmas. So they stopped to talk to him, found out, yeah, he, in fact, did have a family, had kids. And in that moment, <laughs> the food that they had just bought, they gave to that officer. And then they said, you know what we're going to do every holiday? We are going to get the word out to any officer on duty. Come by our house and get some food. Be part of our family. So they just, by word of mouth, Thanksgiving, Christmas, let that out. Hey, you're a police officer. You're a firefighter. You're an EMS worker. You're out there. Your family's at home. Come by our house, grab some food. Heck, have your family meet you there. And now, and again, they don't publicize it. It's just word of mouth. People just know. Every Thanksgiving, every Christmas, once dinner starts, you know, five, six o'clock at night, until they're done, there's at least 100 people in that house eating. Think about that. Talk about depth of character. Talk about someone who's willing to be frank and honest and go, look what they're doing for us and they're alone. Talk about someone who wants to build their community. You could do that. You could do that this Christmas. You could do that right now. You could do that tomorrow. You could take a cup of coffee to an officer sitting in his car. You could take a big jar of it from Panera Bread or Starbucks and bring it to a fire station down the road from you. Whatever. Join the community of depth. Join the community of greatness. Join the community of people that go in the direction that others run from. And you will have just a glimpse of the awesomeness I got to experience this week meeting the men and women of the New York Police Department. So until next time, my friends, aim high. There's always a way to aim high. As long as there's another human being across from you that you can help, that you can reach out to, that you can comfort, that you can listen to, that you can hug, there's always an opportunity to aim high. And then together you will spread your wings because your possibilities will open up. You will think of things you hadn't thought of before. You'll be able to forgive yourself for things you hadn't been able to forgive yourself for. You'll be able to overcome shame, guilt in that moment with another. And then if you've been distracted, if you've been focusing on the wrong things, hopefully with that spirit, together, aiming high, spreading our wings, we'll be able to keep our eyes on the things that matter. Family, faith, community, each other, and then even when the towers are falling, and we're picking ourselves up and we're rebuilding, and we think it can't get any worse, we will still, all of us, together, be able to find peace. You've been listening to the Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green. Girl, and I know
she's gonna be the one.